Welcome to Existential Bread. I'm Nicole. And I'm Liv. And this episode we are talking about pies. It's British Pie Week. It is British Pie Week, which watching Great British Bake Off every time they did Pie Week, or the first few times I'd watch it, I'm like, oh my god, I love pie. Mm-hmm. Um, not the same pie as Americans think of. Like, when you say pie back home, like it's, it's a fruit pie. Yeah. Apple pie, blueberry pie. Traditional. And then here, it's like, meat. Meat pie. <laughs> Mate's back meat on the pie. menu, boys. <laughs> I mean, yes, in Australia, I meat pie is a huge part of the culture. It I've was, heard. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I never really understood it but I do love a pie and I've had a pie at like an AFL game which is Australian football league and it is the best and we have shops dedicated to it like Jester's pies just all pies just all pies and I feel like I don't know British pies I can't remember last time I had a pie in the UK actually apart from the one that I made this week (laughs) there's a farm out in Warrington called Kenyon Hall and they make a really nice meat pie uh, it's like really rich and does it have deep meat flavor? Does it have a pastry base that pie mm-hmm. that you had there? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because every time I was looking for a recipe, it was like a meat in the dish, but then pastry on the top, but no pastry mm-hmm. on the bottom. And I was like, that's not what I consider a pie. Like a pie to me is pastry underneath, pastry on top. Uh, but I do love a meat pie. But uh, I do love apple pie. Uh, I love blueberry pie. I can't wait I've to never make had it. Blueberry pie. It's so nice. So this week, are you baking blueberry pie? No. Uh, I am making... I said I will make a, a meat pie, but in the most American way, I will make a chicken pot pie. Oh, that's nice. I like yeah, that. so I'll do like our version of a meat pie. <laughs> Even though there was that movie... What was that movie? Chicken Run? I don't want to be I, a pie. <laughs> I don't like gravy. <laughs> I love that. That's a great it's film. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's, you know what? The older I've gotten, the more I appreciate that film. This week, I made steak and ale pie, which was slightly inspired by, a, I think it was a Guinness and steak pie that my mum made years ago. I can't remember when, but I remember having it and it was the most delicious thing I've ever had. And I will be honest, I made my pastry from scratch. Wow. Yeah, rough pastry. And you know what? It was bloody rough to make. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl, that was rough. It was... I made it last night because I was like, this is the first thing I'm going to do that's actually going to chill overnight. Like, usually I'm one of those people that will forget to read the recipe and then on the day it says, mm-hmm. leave overnight. And then I'm sat there going, nope, this is going to be done in three hours. Absolutely, I do it every time. I will be making my own crust, which is, I am not patient enough for pastry. Pastry week would be the one where I'm like, I think I'm getting sent home. Um... But, so back home, this is the problem. Pillsbury Doughboy, are you familiar with the yes. little Pillsbury Doughboy? He, well, the company, he himself. He himself. <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy makes, a, like, a ready-made pastry. So it's two mm. circular pastry things already cut out and already rolled. 
yeah. because like usually we make you know apple pie with it so it was always just so convenient it was but already cut it, it was yourself. already i'm making it myself because even when, like, when you get ready-made pie it is in a square in the uk or in america yeah or not a square a rectangle i've never found pre-cut circular pie crust not circular yeah that's true i've seen it like i've never bought it in the uk um mm-hmm. i try and make that sounds really sort of like up myself but in the way that i'm like <laughs> i make all my own pastry and dough no this is just because i'm lazy and i'm just like oh i can do it but this was i think the only i mean the re- recipe i used asked for 250 grams of butter in it <laughs> a whole stick of butter it was I had to just look away because it was a lot you have um, to you can't pastry can't you just have it. to ignore it just ignore it it's fine it's it's not healthy but it's fine and I just it, like it was so stressful because it was like roll it into a square and I couldn't roll it into a square it was like a weird octangular whatever it is it was yeah it was <laughs> is octangular a word it is now <laughs> An eight-sided rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stressful. I had to have a glass of wine at the end of this because it was like, put it in the fridge to chill, take it out of the fridge, put the bowl in the fridge to chill, make sure everything's chilled. And then you have to like fold it so many times and then and keep, to keep it chilled. And to keep it, to keep it chilled. It was stressful. This was not an easy bake for me. So I did that yesterday, um, which was fine. And then I came to the filling today. That was a little bit stressful because then it also said... Ideally, you would chill this overnight. And I was like, oh my God, why did I pick this recipe? Read the recipe. I know. I'm just so lazy. This is a really bad habit of mine. I'm going to have to keep looking at recipes in the future. But it was really tasty. We used a dark ale and it had steak, carrot, celery, bit of garlic, some mushrooms in it, beef stock. And you know what? I was a little bit worried because it wasn't the pastry wasn't browning as quickly as i hoped or looking as like pie-ish as i hoped Mm -hmm. it was and i didn't have a pie dish so this was not the most glamorous looking pie so i have no photogenic images of it it just looks crusty but But it was it taste good it tasted like a warm hug well there you go that's all that matters exactly and it was flaky like the pastry was flaky which is exactly what i wanted that's good yeah i was really Really pleased. It was a surprising bake. A surprising bake that turned out okay. So I'd rate it about a 6 out of 10, my bake this week. Well, we also... So we'd get the Pillsbury Doughboy crust. And we'd also get extra. Because without fail, we'd all be fighting for extra crust to kind of, like, sop up the juices oh, after. Yeah. Yum. So we just started baking extra <laughs> pastry. What's in your chicken pot pie? Like, what's the... So I'm so guessing is... chicken. <laughs> shockingly shocking if you came out and said it was lamb i'd be like what i feel like that would be a recipe here like it's like lamb chicken pie and be like oh and you put lamb in it like where did that come from uh so chicken peas carrots potatoes kind of like everything you put like in a stew but in a pie but in a pie uh you know it's like i think you know it's it's everywhere everyone has mm-hmm. their pie like kind of comfort food recipe yeah You'd be hard-pressed to find any traditional American recipe that doesn't have its roots in Europe. I think it's quite interesting when you think of how pie is, like, I mean, I'm just assuming, but that, like, the pie as we know it here in the UK or in Australia, because the the industries in themselves, just hasn't 
translated over into America. Like you've got the apple pie. Like I don't think anywhere can do apple pie without thinking America first or like the traditional kind of dessert pie. But just like meat pies. Originally, like those 13 original colonies. Shout out to my American peeps that know that song. They, it's mostly German, wasn't it? German, Dutch. Oh, probably. I mean, everything is probably from Germany that's in Britain right now. So I think those like kind of first settlers, especially in New York, when we were like New Amsterdam, were German and Dutch and all that. So they probably brought over it. You said you had a quiz for me. I do. So with it being, I mean, I think it's British Pie Week. It could just be Pie Week. But because we generally associate... Because we're in... We're in Britain. And decided to find a quiz that had some weirdish questions. Because I thought I really enjoyed last week's quiz. And, <laughs> that you, you did know, so wonderfully on. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about the past in that kind of way. <laughs> just, let's you know, move I'm on. I'm setting we'll... myself for failure. Let's hope. Let's see if you do as bad as me. But I mean, we're all about education on this podcast, so oh yeah, we're all about <laughs> learning new facts, hard hitting <laughs> facts, important stuff right here. Your first question: No English village green is complete without a bit of Morris dancing. Which of the following is not a style of this traditional folk dance? Molly, Border, Cotswold, or Arthur? Cotswold. Arthur. I loved. I used to love them. Um, they'd come for May Day. Oh, when we watched it be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was Morris dancing. Yeah, I uh, yeah. used to love watching them dance. That was quite nice. It was, it was an interesting dancing style. I mean, put bells on me, I'll, I'll make a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> so your second question. You can't get much more traditional than a Sunday roast in an old public house. Pub, for those who don't know. Storley Bridge in Greater Manchester is home to the pub with the longest name in the UK. But what is it called? Is it... The King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table Tavern. The Old 13th Cheshire Astley Volunteer Rifleman Corpse Inn. The Cat, the Custard Pot and the Cheese Public House. Or I'm Only the Running Footman Londoners. I really want it to be the cat one. What was the second one? The one about the infantry? The old, oh, the Old 13th Cheshire Astley Volunteer Rifleman Corpse Inn. Rifleman. I think it's that. You think it's that one? Okay, let's see if you're right. And you're right! Yay! Oh, I really wanted it to be the cats. I'm gonna open the a pub. Cat, the, custard pop and the, the cat, the custard pot, and the cheese public house. I'd drink there. I would too. Number three. What would you do if you found yourself on Cooper Hill in Gloucestershire with a bowl of double Gloucester cheese? Would you eat in, roll it down the hill, slice it up as part of a May Day ceremony, or share it with your friends at the annual August Bank Holiday Picnic? Um, I wouldn't be sharing it with anyone, but I have seen this. Don't they roll it? Don't they chase it? They roll it down the hill and chase it. Yeah, it's like one of the most. I think people have died doing this. Yeah, it looks ridiculous, but <laughs> is that also, your final answer? Roll it, it down is. The hill? You would be correct because what else would you do in the English countryside <laughs> but roll cheese down a hill? Uh, I love cheese so much. Too. It's one of the best things about living in this country is like the abundance of cheese. Number four. What is the official start time for the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace? Is it 11.02am, 11.03am, 10.57am, or 11am? I feel like it'd be like 10.57 so that when they're finished, it's 11. Mm, that sounds good. Is that your... No, it's 11am. Oh, I like my reasoning so the queen should change it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
excuse me, uh, Queen Liz, I think that it would be better managed time management if you did it at 10.57, <laughs> because then when they were finished, it would be 11 a.m. Lizzie, babe, I got an idea. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's some Scottish questions for you. Question five. What activity is not part of the famous Scottish Highland Games? Is it hammer throwing, haggis hurling, caber tossing, or kilt knotting? I was really confident that the second one was fake, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> I mean, you're fully aware that haggises are pets in Scotland and that on Burns Night on, every year we have to go out and kill a hag- a wild haggis. But so if your not- haggis were to die, you would then eat that haggis for Burns Night. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Completely false for any listeners. Um, sometimes I really hate fulfilling the stereotype of the dumb American. <laughs> Honestly, there's some things in Scotland like I'm learning about living here. And things that, like, uh, just pronunciations as well. Yeah, the I'll say the haggis one. They wouldn't waste haggis that way. You're wrong. It's <gasps> kilt knotting. So it's kilt knotting is one of the I games. Was... Shh, okay. I don't know what kilt knotting actually entails. Let's have a look. Kilt. Oh wait, which is the fake? Was I asked which one the fake one was or which one the yes. real one was? I asked you which one the fake one was. Oh, well, so which one's the fake one? Oh no, no the kilt knotting was fake. Oh. Yeah. That's a shame. I feel like that'd be really cool. Like. What intricate way can I fold? Alright, I got two more questions for you. Okay. Which of the following is not a traditional British sweet treat? Is it Battenberg cake, sticky toffee pudding, fat rascal, or apple cake? Yeah, I know the first two are definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you like Battenberg cake? Is that the one where it's like the the grid kind of? Yes, it's like four squares wrapped in marzipan. I don't like marzipan. I think that's probably why yeah, I haven't. I'm going to say the fat one. <laughs> fat rascal? Fat rascal. I've never I'm heard f- that, so I'm going to say... You're wrong. It, is the, it apple cake? It's apple cake. Do you guys not like apples here? What the heck is fat rascal? I've never heard of that. That's the thing. Like, I would, I'm sure in all the bake-off seasons, I would have heard of that. But A fat rascal closely related to the historical turf cake is a type of cake similar to a scone or a rock cake. It originated in Yorkshire at least as early as the 19th century. Maybe we should try and make those one time. Yeah, a fat rascal. A fat rascal. Okay, last question. Question number six. Which celebrity hit the headlines for declaring that she drank 12 cups of tea a day? Was it Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet, Nigella Lawson, or Emma Watson? I am torn between Emma Thompson and Nigella Lawson because I feel like Emma Thompson would say some kind of like crazy off-the-cuff thing in like mm. a red carpet event be like oh, i drink 12 cups of tea a day i mean you if if i i don't drink 12 cups of tea i don't like tea but how could you sleep after 12 cups of it yeah it's caffeinated yeah unless he drinks decaf but who knows maybe that's why she's so wild at <laughs> um i'm gonna say emma thompson okay emma thompson let's yeah. see if you're right you're wrong it's nigella lawson <sighs> She's always doing me dirty. <laughs> Nigella Lawson. Richard thinks she uses too much butter in her recipes. She does. I don't like her recipes. Also, she lied to me. Uh, I was <laughs> She lied personally to Nicole. Personally. A personal attack on my character. 
uh, I was I had like a bunch of single cream left over, and I've been making butter recently. So I was like, oh, oh like I I'll remember, see, yeah. I'll see if I can make butter out of this. And on her on her website, it does say that while it would take longer, you can make butter out of it. That is a lie. She lied. It Nigella, it doesn't... if you're listening to this podcast, shots fired. Yes, um, this is my call out post. Um, there's just not enough fat content. It's never going to happen. <laughs> so, thanks, Nigella. I whipped up a bunch of single cream for nothing. So, out of that quiz, you got two out of six, right? So, you did better than me last week. <laughs> that was, like, the probably my citizenship test. So, we talked about meat pies. We talked about chicken pies. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear meat pie, I just instantly think of Sweeney Todd. Now... I don't like that musical nor film. <laughs> Although I do like Helen Bonham Carter's. She did character. such a good job. Oh, Mr. Todd! Ooh. Like I just love. <laughs> she it was because I've seen it with Patty Lapone and oh yeah, my God, Mrs. Potts. Oh, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. So they were both Miss Love, but they were all like significantly older than I, than Sweeney Todd. So it was kind of interesting to see, see in a yeah. Because I remember I went to go see it with my cousin, the movie, and we went to a local Italian restaurant after, and one of the <laughs> um, items was a meat pie, and we're like, oh, people. <laughs> we did go to Fleet Street as a school. Um, when we went to London, we were on the bus, and we were on Fleet Street, and because the majority of us were nerds, we were all like, the demon barber of Fleet Street. So like, if, because clearly this is not a real person, However, mm. were you a morally questionable pie baker in industrial London? What fake character, like in TV or something? So we're not getting into like questionable conjecture here. Um, strictly TV and movie characters, like who would you bake into a pie for people you didn't like? <laughs> so, so the question here is, who would I bake into a pie? Yeah, but we'll keep it to, like, TV... Well, I mean, if you want to bake people you like into a pie... Uh, You know how people say, I could eat you up? (laughs) Take it literally. I would like to bake Geralt of Rivia into a pie. (laughs) I could eat him. I'm going to bake into a pie. This is really a question I've never thought about in the 26 years I've been on this planet. (laughs) But then do I have to eat them? No, you can feed him to someone else. Who would I? Who would you? Tony Stark. I'm saying it right here. I would cook Tony Stark in a pie. I would. Why? I hate Tony Stark. I think he's a horrible character. I do. Oh, that's quite controversial. (laughs) It is because the movies make him out to be this really charming guy. But if you actually Mm. break down all the shit he's done in the movies, he's a horrible Mm. person. He causes all his problems and then he blames them on other people and it's everyone else's problem to fix. And then he's like, we need to be stopped. No, Tony, you need to be stopped. You need to be stopped. And on that same vibe, <laughs> I might put Ross Geller into a pie. For only cooking men. <laughs> I would also like to talk about, just because this is British Pie Week, some of the quirks of Britain that... I- there's both of us having lived in other countries and living in Britain mm-hmm. that you've noticed and all that annoy you. Like, for example, um, my sister just showed me around her new house in Australia. Beautiful. Love it. 
they have plugs in the bathroom, like electrical plugs. Yeah. Like hair straighteners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I miss the ease of that. And I get like people probably listening to this like, it's a health hazard, it's illegal in the UK, you can't do it. And I get that, but it's just normal back home and I can't the other thing that really bothers me, the taps. Hot and cold taps. The double Just do the one. Why do you need two? I can't get the right temperature ever. Like just oh I get if it's an old house and that's yeah, how it was I mean, like back in the day. But if it's a modern house and you still have the double taps, there's something oh. wrong with you. But also, I mean, how often do people get electrocuted by the stuff in the bathroom? The way that people in the UK talk about it, I assume that it happens a lot or it did happen a lot when it was allowed. <laughs> if it ever was allowed, but yeah, so I just miss that kind of ease of doing my hair in the bathroom with a and mirror not in the hallway. Of- and not in the hallway, sat on the floor. I always, when I first came here, people would ask, like, or, like, you know, a greeting. You all right? You're all right. And I would think I looked sickly or something. Like, they're <laughs> asking me if I'm okay. So how did you respond? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, literally. And now I'm you okay. know that it's literally just, like, a generic greeting. That yeah. means nothing. I still answer, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> People say that asking about the weather is a very British thing, but I feel like that's a thing everywhere. Not to take that away from British people, but I think weather small talk is just... It is small talk, and it's the greatest gift ever. Like, I can bullshit small talk with just the weather so well. I think she's a training. And do you know what? I think working business services, as we have done together, it's one of the only things that you can relate to other humans more often than not as being like, oh, this weather, it just rains so much. Or like, <laughs> yeah. oh, a lovely day, isn't it? You know, like. Oh, it's chucking down. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what do you expect? I love all the accents in the UK. Like how you can travel 10 minutes and it changes. The accent density. Is amazing. Yeah. Even in Scotland, like the Scottish accent is so different in Glasgow to here, to Inverness or Orkney. They're just entirely Mm -hmm. different. It's amazing. And it's that kind of thing, like we were saying before, when we were mimicking the Yorkshire accent. It's just, some of them are just absolutely magical. And then there's Geordie accents. (laughs) No, my neighbor is a Geordie and she's lovely. I can hear her, listen to her talk forever. (laughs) The only thing that comes to mind when I think of a Geordie is the trend at the moment where it says i don't know if you've heard it it's like cheryl cole and she's saying and suddenly you realize that you can't just pop to the shops for a pint of milk i'm not even going to attempt to do the accent because <laughs> i only think of that video where the girl's like am i bathmatized am i bathmatized no okay am I so, I'm... <laughs> so i'm believing i'm believing <laughs> did you ever watch um scouse wires no yeah that was a thing that was weird. Love Liverpool. Like, it's yeah. my heritage. It's a fantastic city. But there are some accents in that city that make me cringe slightly. And this is I think it depends. with a Scouse accent. It depends on who has it. Yeah. Because I do love it. My neighbor, I love her. And she has a really thick Scouse accent and I love it. But it's when they're coming at you and they're aggressive. <gasps> yeah. And we've had that. Yeah. And you're just like, I do not need to take this from you. <laughs> Have you seen the other trend? And it's like, ooh, you're laughing at? Ooh, you're laughing at? Yes, it's that. <laughs> it's that. And it's like, you. <laughs> Don't fucking laugh at me. <laughs> well, there was a guy, and he had a real, like, he sounded like, he had a thick Scouse accent, and he was talking about how Americans can't speak the language, English, and I'm just like, my guy, 
people in your own country can't even understand you. <laughs> I remember when I came back to Liverpool after not... I think, when did I move to Australia the second time? It was 08, and I came back to the UK in 2015, and the Scouse accent, like, the first time I heard it, like, not, like, my family's, which is quite, like, like, if you mentioned the Beatles, like, they've got that kind of Liverpoolian accent, mm-hmm. like, quite soft, quite lyrical. This guy that I was listening to, he, I honestly thought he was, like, Eastern European because of the, in his accent. And then mm-hmm. suddenly he said something, I'm like, oh, my God, he's Scouse. And I could not understand what he was saying. It is. It's thick. Well, you wanted to know what the Dahmer party was. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it at the beginning. And did they bake people in pies? Or did they, they just did eat people? They did not bake people in pies. So this was, you know, the Oregon Trail, right? Oh, I think I do know this story. Are these so it's like all of yeah. these people were like, we're going to go to Oregon. And people were doing it. There was an established trail. And then one guy um, who was at an outpost was like, hey, I got a shortcut um, if you want to go on it. And this dumbass family was like, yeah, let's take the shortcut. It's going to cut off so much time. We're going to get there earlier than everyone else. We're going to get that sweet, sweet gold. And um, anyway, it added like 100 miles because they got lost. Oh, my God. So they did, there was a certain pass that you needed to get there before a certain time or you would have been frozen out. Mm-hmm. But because they took that shortcut, quote unquote, they didn't get there in time. So they were stuck in this mountain pass in the cold. And yeah, it got to the point where they had to choose to eat people. So can we just establish the uh, link between Pie Week and the Dharma Party? Just All right. the listeners. So British Pie Week. Sweeney Todd is a British pie thing with people being eaten and the Dahmer party ate people boom connection uh the six degrees of kevin bacon (laughs) cannibalism edition yeah where if you made kevin into bacon but like it comes to as that was the conversation we'd have in school they'd be like so would you eat a person and everyone would be like oh no blah 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 and i'm like okay (laughs) that you're asking each other that question but then again, if you've gone weeks without mm-hmm. eating something or all you're eating is bark and then Greg, who got you lost in the first place, was starting to like die. I don't know, I might eat his leg. Nicole, are you admitting that you would turn to cannibalism? If I was stuck, I'm not saying I'm like itching to eat a person. I'm just saying if it's been three weeks and let me tell you, I've seen you hangry. <laughs> so for you to sit here and say that you wouldn't is a damn lie. Because <laughs> I have seen you without food for like five hours and <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> I actually thought Dahmer was a serial killer. Am I thinking of someone else? Jeffrey Dahmer. Was he a serial killer? Let's hold on. Is this all connected? Conspiracy. This went from pies to Sweeney Todd to Dharma Party to Kevin Bacon to Jeffrey Dharma. Conspiracy. Hey, wait, he is a serial killer. Is he the one that killed that eight people? He might have been. <gasps> he is. Oh my god, we did it. How did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is. I have been mispronouncing it. It is the Donner Party, and he oh, is. So it's, 
Dharma. Dharma. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, do not listen to Nicole when it comes to historical events or people. But still, they both ate people. That would have <laughs> been so much connected. better had we... I felt like we had a really great conspiracy theory there. I have no <sighs> idea how we're going to round up this episode. <laughs> Don't eat people unless you're stuck. So we are going to offer each other a technical challenge to do, very much in the style of Great British Bake Off, where they get a recipe, but it is heavily edited. Mm-hmm. Um, I have already sent you yours, which is a blueberry cobbler. Are we making them at the same time? Like, we're both doing blueberry cobbler this week, and then I'll pick yes. up for us both to do it. Okay. I will have the full recipe. You have the edited one. And I can't wait to we will mess this up. See... Have you looked at it? No. <laughs> I have blueberries. You so. probably will need more. It, it calls for like... You you could probably half it. It calls for like a kilo of blueberries. A kilo of blueberries? Yeah. I, I don't need to make that much cobra. <laughs> I'll make a mini cobra. Yeah, so half it. Half it. Okay. But So you're not giving me any instructions? There are instructions. But it's like a bare minimum? Like the skeleton it's of the, the recipe? absolute bare minimum. Can't wait. I barely pay attention to most recipes, so this is going to be an absolute dream. I promise you, you don't have to chill it overnight. Oh, thank God. People say recipes are scientific. I say they're an experiment. <laughs> it is, for the first one, I gave you one. It is very simple in its design. It's, it's okay. meant to be a simple thing to be. Is it similar to apple crumble? Like a cobbler. I've never had cobbler, nor made it. So I'm just wondering, is it like similar to a crumble? Kind of in the sense that there's like a filling and a topping, but it's different. Your school visit, which is kind of like the beginning of everything for you in the UK. Was that your first visit to the UK and your first introduction to British culture? Yes. Yeah. So I had already How did been... You find it? Um... So if you were in the advanced placement history class mm-hmm. or the debate this was team. your school trip? Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just a regular public school, but we did go to a nicer public school than most. Um, so if you were in the advan- uh, advanced placement history class or the debate team, and I was part of both, um, you got to go to a European trip and it would switch. It would be Italy, France, and then England. Um, so you would be able to go to all three if possible. Mm. My 16th birthday landed that year that they went to England. So my dad said, do you want to sweet 16 or do you want to go to England? And I was like, I am going to England. <laughs> Goodbye. I had already been kind of obsessed with like Doctor Who and mm-hmm. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. What year was this? I can tell you because I was in England now. So Facebook has been reminding me. 2007 that was the year before i moved to australia I was we the were together time. so you could go on this trip and everything was paid for i think you just paid for like one meal we went to all the like museums we went to oxford stonehenge um stratford upon avon it was like a You've really seen more of england trip. than i've seen so the, yeah that was my first trip here and i remember being here and just being like i'm gonna move here like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I just fell in love with the place. Um, not even so much London, but outside, you know, the countryside mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and then years later, 
here I am. Living in the UK. I know. I got, well got a man, a child, so many good friends and family. If 16-year-old you could see you now. With a podcast Honest, like, even. Literally like, everything that I wanted then, I have now. Oh, that's nice. What pie do you think you are? I'm a blueberry pie. I would say the blueberry lemon pie. Ooh, It's like yum. a little sweet, a little tart. A little tart. <laughs> I am a little tart. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of pie are you? I'm probably quite a stodgy pie. I think I'm a pork pie. <laughs> I am sure there's a, a BuzzFeed quiz that's like, what kind of pie are you? <laughs> anyway, go home. Think about what kind of pie you are. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at EXBR Podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you next time on Existential Bread.